0: Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hey adventurers, welcome back to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where we might eat each other or we might not, you never know. This is... Well,
1: it depends on who tastes good. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not sure how to determine that. It's only one way to find out. Um, this is one of your hosts, this is Peter, hello. Hi Hi, Peter!
1: Hi Peter! Hello. I'm Jen, I'm a host. Hi Jen, the host. Hi Jen, the host!
2: (laughs) I'm Eric, I am also a host to terrible parasites that are ruining my guts.
1: Also good to know. Yeah. Not eating Eric!
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right, I planned for this. (laughs) I've been preparing Filling my body with parasites To make myself unclean Damn it
1: I guess it's just you and me, Peter
2: (laughs) Mm. Uh, (laughs) Shut up Should I introduce the story?
0: Yeah, why
1: don't you do that Yeah, to explain why we're talking about Eating people
2: Yes, today we're doing A choose your own adventure story Based on the true events of the Tragic Donner Party
1: Fun. Um.
2: <laughs> this one was written by Will Eleven or perhaps Will One One. I'm not sure of his preferred pronunciation. Oh, we
0: did another story by Will Eleven or Will One One. Did we? Which yeah, one? Yeah, I'm going to look that up, but you can keep reading while I okay. look that
2: up. In this story game, you become a member of the Donner Party. The Donner Party were a group of about 90 men, women, and children who tried traveling to their new homes in California by an unfamiliar route across the Salt Lake Desert of Utah and the Sierra Nevada Mountains, but me- with enough misfortunes and suffering to kill half the group and leave the remainder scarred for the rest of their lives.
1: Cool. Aww.
2: So, this should be a barrel of laughs.
1: Yes.
0: Well, here's one thing to consider. We know that Jen isn't going to die in the story because she's in California, so that means she made it.
1: Ah, <laughs> Suck True. it!
2: Hmm. True. Oh my god, this thing starts with a huge wall of text. Okay. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, a couple of things before we start. One is, the other story we did by Will11 was three episodes ago. We did The last Expedition. Which oh, we are on the didn't island. that one have
2: cannibals as well?
0: Uh, That was the one with like We were trying to find those guys And that one guy was like Hey, do you want to smoke a joint?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Yeah, that one ended with the
2: magic joint Yes
0: Before you <laughs> listeners who didn't listen to that That's not the ending, we don't want to spoil it
1: <laughs> Maybe this one will also end with the magic joint
0: <laughs> all of his stories <laughs> at the end you want to get high
2: you want to get high yeah.
0: that would be hilarious i kind of uh, hope that happens actually
2: well we might eat the munchies if we're gonna eat former family members
0: <laughs> yeah um so. so another thing before we start uh should we come up with characters
2: for our story
1: should oh. we all be donner party people
2: oh no i'm gonna be the rock and you are gonna smell what i'm cooking
1: Oh, okay. I know. But could you oh, could no. you pass that up? No. You no. Yeah. But that's because I I know I'm a terrible person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can I be Paula Dean then? If we're going with cooking people. Oh, we better bring butter. Yeah. That's the only oh, thing we're bringing.
1: Damn. <laughs> I I guess then I'm Emeril Lagasse. Bam. Bam.
2: Bam. All right.
0: The Donner Party. Mm.
2: Friday, the 31st, July, 1846, Fort Bridger, Wyoming. You are an immigrant traveling along the Oregon Trail to California, joining the thousands of settlers who are crossing America to the rich, fertile lands of Oregon and California. Three months of journeying alone finds you in Fort Bridger, the last outpost on the Oregon Trail until you come to California. An explorer named Lansford Hastings recommends that settlers traveling to California leave the Oregon Trail here and follow a route known as Hastings Cutoff, a shortcut across the Salt Lake Desert and Sierra Nevada Mountains that will save hundreds of miles of traveling. Jim Bridger, a legendary explorer and owner of the trading post Fort Bridger, also recommends the route to the last party of settlers to arrive before you, a group of 87 people led by two brothers named George and Jacob Donner. Hastings left Fort Bridger a week ago, escorting another party through Hastings Cutoff, and though you were disappointed to have missed him, you decide to join the Donner Party, who are also taking the route. It will prove to be the worst decision of your life. I feel like maybe we telegraphed that a little bit. Okay. Dun,
1: dun, dun!
2: <laughs> On the last day of July, the Donner Party leaves Fort Bridger, and you leave with them, driving your wagon piled high with provisions. You travel over the hills and valleys of the Wasatch Mountains until after a week, a letter is discovered tied to a sage bush, at the mouth of a canyon. It is from Hastings and advises against going down the canyon as it is rocky and might damage the wagons. He suggests that any immigrants following should send some people on fast horses to catch up with him so he can give specific directions about the route ahead. Because writing it in the letter didn't make any sense at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Three men... <laughs> James Reed, a man with a strong personality and one of the most respected members of the party, Charles Stanton, another strong personality in the party who is traveling to California on his own initiative, and William Pike, an engineer and one of the cleverest men in the group, are chosen to perform the dangerous task of traveling across unfamiliar country to try and catch up with Hastings. You can either volunteer to accompany them or remain camped with the Donner Party. What do you do?
0: Hmm.
2: I mean I'm in favor of riding ahead
0: yeah that sounds
2: more adventurous
1: we're gonna take chances alright let's do it <laughs> we've already
2: been told that we've made the worst decision of our life at this point all decisions <laughs> are can't less get worse. any worse <laughs> by definition <laughs> alright we ride ahead Ding. Riding hard for three days with your companions. Riding hard.
0: (laughs) For three days?
2: (laughs) With your companions? You are sore and chafed. (laughs) You cover a great deal of distance before finally catching up with Hastings and a large wagging party of a few hundred settlers on the shores of the Great Salt Lake. By the time the four of you catch up with him, you are all exhausted and your horses are close to collapse. Lansford Hastings is a strong-jawed man with a rapidly receding hairline, and despite his note, he is surprised to see you. (laughs) While Charles Stanton and William Pike rest their horses, you and James Reed trade your horses for two fresh ones from some of the settlers with Hastings, and ride with him to the summit of a nearby mountain, where Hastings explains the best direction to travel across the canyon's wooded slopes, and promises to continue leaving messages. Reed is keen to ride ahead and get back to the Donner party to get them moving along this. But both Pike and Stanton's horses are tired. Reed proposes to split up. He'll ride ahead, back to the party, while Stanton and Pike follow behind. What do you do? Ride ahead with Reed, or ride with Stanton and Pike?
1: Oh, I kind of want to get back to the party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that. I feel like if we ride with Stanton and Pike we're likely to get lost or not find the party
1: or they won't us... be able to find us
2: Exactly and that leaves us only two people to eat and there's three of us yeah. and that's not good odds
1: No
0: A Donner party don't stop till we eat each other <laughs>
1: <laughs> <coughs> Oh
2: All right so are we, are we riding ahead with Reed
1: Yeah
0: Yeah sounds
2: like it All right Alright, it took three days to reach Stanton, but by riding with incredible speed and determination, it takes just one for you and James Reed to return to the Donner Party. There, Reed boastfully describes meeting with Lansford Hastings and how they worked out the route the Donner Party should take. Unfortunately, it turns out to be not a very good route, and you have to cut a road through the thick trees that line the canyon sides and haul the wagons up some steep inclines to make it. Charles Stanton and William Pike become lost on their return journey and arrive 12 days after you extremely hungry and very relieved to rediscover oh, the party damn. they're hungry good
0: <laughs> thing we're at the daughter party
2: <laughs> just remember baby face meat tastes the best
1: oh god Oh.
2: <laughs> the jubilation of their safe return and finally reaching the Salt Lake Desert is marred by a tragedy that happens the next day the first death.
0: The first death.
2: <laughs> I want you to give the eulogy at my funeral in that <laughs> voice, Peter.
0: Eric's dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just outside Fort Bridger, a young man called Luke Holleran joined your group. Dying of tuberculosis, he was taken in by George and Jacob Donner and allowed to ride in their wagon. On the shores of the Salt Lake, he collapses and dies suddenly of his illness. He was dying when we took him in. It's not. Sunny.
1: Why did we take him in if he was dying? This is
2: a terrible. Well, situation. if
0: you see someone dying, you'll just leave them there. You at least. Yes,
1: you do.
2: No, you do. <laughs> That's exactly what you do.
0: All right. Because well. what
1: if they come back? Hmm. <laughs> Zombies. Right.
0: Dude, if this Always. turns into a zombie story, <laughs> this could be my favorite one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was nothing anyone could have done, but his death casts a bleak mood um, on the party. He is buried the next day on the shores of Salt Lake next to the grave of another settler who died on his way to California. We enter the salt desert in September, a place of skin blistering heat and dry humidity. Dry humidity? Oh, sweet Jesus.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah.
1: Humidity where it doesn't rain?
0: I don't think it would be humid there. It's. The desert right yeah
2: that would sort of make it not a desert hmm. but okay the wagons struggle to cross the desert the cattle pulling them consume enormous amounts of water as they struggle to pull the wagons james reed is forced to abandon two of his wagons and george donner and another settler a fierce man called lois kessberg both have to abandon one of their wagons the whole wagon train become strung out over many miles, and the cattle herds with the wagons become separated, many of them dying. Somehow, you manage to keep your wagon moving and your cattle alive, but the experience is nightmarish. Finally, you and your companions make it across the desert and camp at a spring for several days, which are spent rounding up lost cattle, recovering things from the abandoned wagons, and it is not until nearly the middle of this September that the party is ready to continue the crossing through the desert killed many cattle and also cost the party many supplies.
0: I love party s- supplies.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I mean, what, mid-September, the sort of Halloween party supply source should be popping up all over the place, that's, right?
0: That's
1: true. Right. It
2: should <laughs> be fine. <laughs> Most of the settlers, especially James Reed, are now concerned they might not have enough food to make it all the way to California. A plan is soon made. Charles Sutton and another settler called William McCutcheon, a giant of a man who is traveling to California with his wife and baby daughter (gasps) baby face meat (laughs) (laughs) volunteer to go ahead on fast horses to Fort Sutter, the first trading post in California, collect fresh supplies and bring them back to the party. Moving fast they could be back in as little as a month if you want you can ride ahead with them to California or you can remain traveling with the Donner party
0: Mm. well the story is about the donner party right so if we like go away from them for a month won't we get eaten by bears or something on the way there because it wants us to stay with the donner party
2: (laughs) i do feel like if we choose right ahead it's gonna like like the next page is gonna be a you get to california grab supplies and then are unable to reach the party again or something like that hmm or oh i'm trying to remember my history I think it could
1: that, be like we go back and try to find them.
2: Yeah. Now there could be an adventure there as well. I feel like we promised cannibalism, though.
1: We at did the promise mm. cannibalism.
2: And the cannibalism is with the bigger party. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Highest probability of eating people. Exactly. Exactly. It's not usually what drives our decisions.
2: <laughs> what are we doing no. this time, except chasing? Tragedy. Alright. After Charles Stanton and William McCutcheon leave, things get no better. Though you are out of the desert, Indians now begin to steal horses from the party at night, and tempers become very short. Uh, They actually prefer First Nations for future writings. Uh, Arguments begin to break out between the settlers as food becomes scarce and hunger begins to set in. The situation inevitably culminates in violence in October, when two wagons become stuck while climbing a difficult hill. Your wagon becomes stuck in the rocks while climbing the hill, forcing James Reed's wagon, and another belonging to Franklin Graves, a friendly man traveling with his wife, seven children, and son-in-law to collide. Reed loses his temper and snarls, Move, you damn fool! You have no business being in my way! Shut your mouth, trash, or I'll shut it for you, barks back John Snyder, a hot-tempered driver working for Graves.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I love how there's no comma there. So it's not shut your mouth, trash, it's shut your mouth, trash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At this, Reed completely loses his temper, and springing from his wagon, he strides across towards Snyder, who drops to the ground to meet him. You're startled to see a long-bladed butcher's knife gleaming in Reed's hand, and there's murder in his eyes. What do you do? Rush forward to intervene or fetch your pistol from the wagon?
0: Hmm.
1: I don't want to get chopped up. I say we grab the gun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think that seems...
0: Yeah, I think tempers are, like it says, tempers become very short, and everybody's getting pissed off. And things are inevitably culminating in violence. So I feel like a pistol is the more appropriate decision. Yes, always
1: escalate.
2: Always escalate. That's what I always say. (laughs) Especially
0: when you're on an escalator.
2: That's right. (laughs) You find your pistol, and cocking it, you jump from the wagon. You are just in time to see Snyder staggering towards you, his eyes wide in shock, and the handle of Reed's knife sticking out of the center of his chest.
1: Oh, Uh, we're too late. Whoops. Damn it.
2: Reed stands shocked by what he has done, and as you stare at him, several other men, including the Donner brothers, come running up. Before your eyes, Snyder collapses to the ground and breathes his last breath. The men of the Donner party quickly gather, and Reed is surrounded. Giving in without a fight, he is placed under armed guard while a quick discussion ensues over what to do with him. Franklin Graves is furious that Reed has murdered his employee, while his wife and children are crying hysterically. Hang him, Lewis Kessberg urges, looking fiercely among you. No, replies William Eddy, a friend of Reed's and a skilled marksman. That's the Mr. third Reed William character. Leave the camp. What? Hmm?
0: That's the third William character in this story so far.
2: It's a popular That's... name. In.
0: 1846 Olden times. in
2: a story by will 11 right maybe he's cherry picking ah. names he's trying to bring will back i guess so yeah there is a great deal of arguing for a while and eventually it is agreed that reed should take some food and be sent away to make his way to california one of reed's teamsters called walter heron volunteers to accompany him and reed still in a state of shock says a brief farewell to his wife and children Great. Now we're saddled with his wife and children. What the fuck?
0: Wait. So they're, I sending, know. they're sending. Why did him...
1: they go with him? Yeah, they're
0: sending him away by himself without his family.
1: Yes.
2: That's. We that's... are keeping the family Weird. as hostages. Apparently. Well, Eric wants
0: to keep the children around because they.
2: Their beef is delicious.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> Snyder is buried. The Graves family are inconsolable, and the whole party is stunned by this sudden outbreak of violence. William Eddy is worried about Reed and Heron's chances of making it to California on their own, and mutters to you that perhaps others should go with him. What do you do? Stay with the Donner Party or volunteer to accompany Reed and Heron?
0: Uh I think we should stay with the I Donner I think
1: we party. gotta stay. We're trying to eat people.
2: That's right. We haven't even made it to Donner Lake yet. Jeez. No. Alright.
0: You can't just leave a party.
1: Yeah, you gotta stay till the bitter end.
0: Or the butter end, because Paula Dean <laughs> jokes
1: are so best. I'm now thinking about butter.
2: Basting the children in their sleep. Aww. <laughs> Here, carry this rosemary with you <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Rub it on your face a little bit. It'll fix that acne.
0: No, and see, like, while everyone's walking in the hot sun and they're covered in butter, they're like...
1: <laughs> oh like that seinfeld episode
2: yeah exactly like that all right after reed and Heron leave the donner party's situation continues to deteriorate indians shoot arrows at william Eddy and william pike when they are hunting away from the main party and both are lucky to escape unhurt lewis kesberg irritated by his elderly wagon driver hardcoops increasing complaints orders him out of his wagon and snaps at him to walk Hardcoop manages to keep up for the first day, but increasingly begins to lag behind. Without James, the Reed family have to abandon another wagon, and now many of the party are on foot, a dangerous situation to be in with so many hostile Indians about. At noon, you see Hardcoop, now a long way behind, collapse and crawl under the shade of some bushes. What do you do? Go back and help him, grate your teeth, and pass on. Press on.
1: I kind of want to help him.
0: I want to help the old man.
1: We want to help the old man.
2: All right, we can help the old man. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I I don't think it's a good idea. He's just gonna die, and we're not gonna make it to California.
0: So helping the elderly. Plus, out he and,
1: wouldn't be good to eat.
0: Well, I wasn't planning on eating him. I know he would taste bad. No, that's true. He'd well, be well, like,
2: There's no reason to keep anyone alive if we're not gonna eat them.
0: He'd be like jerky at this point.
2: <laughs> he's he's already preserved.
0: <laughs>
2: we just drag him out of the bushes and leave him in the sun so he dries out nicely. <laughs> well,
0: that's what he's been doing all day while he's been walking. Right. He's already done all the prep work.
2: Drying out.
0: Uh, so, are we leaving him behind then? Okay. I uh, I actually
2: cheated yeah. and read ahead, and if we go back, we die.
0: What? How?
2: An Indian shoots you in the head. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. No. Like I clicked it because it looked like that's where we were going And uh, uh yeah The little the next section is You do not survive your journey to California Because an Indian shoots Well you. that's why you don't help old people Yeah that's right Screw old people. If you're
1: on Haven't you learned anything from playing Oregon Trail You leave them behind <laughs>
2: No that's true Like Good. your 8 year old child has a slight cough Leave him Yeah.
0: <laughs> In the door voice <laughs>
2: leave him leave the child <laughs> he is a liability <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that kid is not surviving the corndorff games <laughs>
0: <laughs> the greatest games of all
1: oh, that's
0: right I I really want jerky
1: oh. aww <laughs> but
0: <laughs> <laughs> weird thinking about how that came into my mind
1: old people jerk <laughs> um
0: so should we grit our teeth and press on
1: yes yeah. we will
2: grit our teeth and press forward.
1: sorry old guy
2: gonna die in the bushes just like elvis that's true that day's journey is a difficult one and that night hard Coop fails to rejoin the group william eddie and another man do go out to look for him but return without him after a few hours Without food and water, and surrounded by hostile Indians, there is little chance that the old man is still alive. Louis Kessberg is criticized by most of the group for forcing Hardcoop out of his wagon, and Kessberg responds by angrily challenging anyone who doesn't like him to a fight. The party is beginning to tear itself apart. (laughs) Moving on, the next day, you come across the skeleton of a settler killed by Indians. More horses are stolen, and that night 19 cattle vanish, stolen by Indians, who occasionally fire arrows at your group from hiding in the rocks all around. Kesberg steps on a spiked tree stump and seriously injures his foot, making him more disagreeable. Indians make off with no less than 21 oxen the next day, and William Eddy is forced to abandon his wagon. Jesus.
0: (laughs) How many cattle do we have? Holy crap.
1: Not much anymore.
2: (coughs) Yeah. A week after Hardcoop's death, another wagon, owned by a German called Wolfinger, (laughs) falls behind
1: two other Germans. (laughs) Sorry. That'd be a great, like,
0: German James Bond character.
2: Wolfinger! (laughs) I want to see Wolfinger in a Old Spice commercial with actual wolves' fingers that, like, growl and roar at you. Oh, damn. Nothing more terrifying than Terry Crews with wolves for fingers.
0: Buy Old Spice.
2: Buy Old Spice. Two other Germans, called Joseph Reinhardt and Augustus Spitzer, go back to help him. They are mean looking fellows, and for some reason both take their rifles with them when they go back.
1: You mm-hmm. don't
2: like the look of this, but the other members of the party appear not to see and continue struggling to get their remaining wagons to the Humboldt River. What do you do? Go back to help Wolfinger or keep moving? I
0: think we should keep moving. I don't like I feel like moving. going back of is the
1: never the moving. good. I don't want to f- die. Follow
0: the angry Germans.
2: Right. Two angry Germans pick up rifles and go after him. What do you do? <laughs> we let them do whatever they want.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you keep going. And that night, Reinhardt and Spitzer rejoin the party without Wolfinger. Hmm. In grim tones and with lowered eyes, they tell the group, which includes Wolfinger's young wife, Doris, that Wolfinger was killed by Indians, quote-unquote, who pilfered his wagon. (laughs) Many in the group quietly express doubts among themselves that the pair are lying, but no one is willing to go back and investigate, so the matter is dropped, but the mood in the group plunges even more. The next day, William Eddy and Patrick Breen a wealthy settler and dedicated Catholic traveling with his large family. Nearly get into a fight when Brain refuses to give Eddie any water for his thirsty children, and Eddie threatens to kill him.
1: Aw, damn. How many kids do you think he has?
2: Uh, how many kids did William Eddie have? Was he the one with seven
1: kids? No,
2: that was the dude we sent away into the desert and kept his children for no reason. Yeah. Oh, we kept them for a reason.
1: For eating. For their face meats.
2: <laughs> the matter is only resolved when the Donner brothers intervene and persuade Breen to give up some of his water, as the Donner party struggles slowly on, suffering now from lack of provisions along with everything else. Yes, lack of provisions means alternate provisions. Ooh, it's almost time! <laughs> we should start just referring to the children as alternate provisions. <laughs> Don't we always? <laughs> that should keep everybody on their toes. Yeah. You reach Trucky Meadows near the Humboldt River, and here the party halts for a rest. A small hunting group is prepared by William Pike and William Foster, a tough young man traveling his with his wife and infant child.
0: Wait, another William
2: character? No, more baby? Another William?
0: And is that another like baby? The fourth one?
2: At or least, something? I think four. There's Pike,
0: Foster, Eddie, and I think there was one other one.
2: We need a little William counter. Yeah. Forty six. Do,
0: do, do you think the, the guy who wrote this, like at the end of the story, it just becomes like a William utopia and all the character all of the William characters live? <laughs> and they all just live happily ever after.
2: Yes, ruled by their king, William William.
0: <laughs> eleven.
2: William William eleven. Alright, they are loading various weapons and drying wet gunpowder packets near the fire when William Eddy walks up to you and suggests that you join the pair in trying to shoot some animals for food. What do you do? We can join the hunting expedition or stay with the rest of the party.
0: Now, when he says shoot some animals for food, is animals in quotations?
2: (laughs) No. Hmm. It is not in quotations. But leaving the party always seems to be a bad
1: idea. Yeah, I think we need to stay with the party, because I don't know how good we are with this gun.
2: Or how good they are with their guns.
1: <laughs> exactly. Dead. Yeah, I,
2: I feel like they're going to come back and be like, we shot a wild hog, which is us.
1: Yep. Hmm.
2: I feel like that's where this is going.
0: I'm, I'm feeling like the story is a lot more linear than we were expecting it to be because it's it's like either keep going or do something else and to do something else always leads to death
2: i i feel like that's i mean i guess the hunting expedition might be okay i haven't checked yet i don't really want to feel like staying with the party is Uh,
1: the thing um, to do it's not okay (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) it's not not okay no we end up shooting ourselves so Yeah, let's not go hunting. Uh See, that's
0: not what I was expecting out of that. But Okay. So we're going to stay with the rest of the party?
1: Yep.
2: Yep. All right. You declined to join the group, and it's just as well. William Foster is loading his pistol when it accidentally goes off, hitting his brother-in-law, William Pike, in the back and killing him instantly.
0: Oh, no, we killed a Will character.
2: Uh Uh-oh. We're running out of Wills.
0: But does he have the will to live?
1: (laughs) Ah. Probably not after that. Nope. Probably not because he's dead.
2: Failure of will. This accident, the latest to befall the party. I love how they keep capitalizing the party. It makes it sound like a cult.
0: Party with a capital P. That's
2: right. What, what?
1: What?
2: Is an especially great tragedy as the two men were the closest of friends. Pike was a popular member of the group, and he leaves behind a wife and two infant children. Ooh, Good lord, like we're just Exciting piling on the kids. Babies. <laughs> Foster is horrified by the accident and inconsolable for weeks. 3 days later, Charles Stanton returns to the Donner party, bringing with him 7 mules loaded down with food being driven by 2 Indians called Lewis and Salvador. Everyone is overjoyed to see him return, and Stanton quickly fills you in on a few details. He says William McCutcheon has fallen ill and is back at Fort Sutter in California. He met James Reed and Walter Heron on his way over the mountains, and though on the verge of starvation, both men made it to California safely. (laughs) Two people we could have gone with and (laughs) made it to California safely. Yeah, seriously. Cool. He reports it took him just eight days to travel from Johnson's Ranch, the furthest outpost of civilization in California, to the Donner Party. One last push will get you over the Sierra Nevada mountains to California and safety. Spoiler alert, history says this doesn't go well. (laughs) As soon as the Donner Party sets off, the troubles begin anew. An Indian shoots 19 oxen with arrows until William Eddy shoots him with his rifle and kills him. One Indian killed 19 oxen
0: It takes him that long to kill him
2: We suck at this Jesus George Donner Cuts his hand very badly Trying to repair his wagon And the Donner brothers who are not young men Begin to lag behind Even worse it starts to snow on the last day of October Which threatens to make the journey Over the Sierra Nevada mountains Practically impossible Charles Stanton, Patrick Breen And a few other families press ahead Climbing near vertical slopes, while the Donner brothers fall increasingly behind, slowed by George's injury. What do you do? Press on ahead, or stay behind?
0: Isn't it weird that they're trying to forge like the Sierra Nevadas in October? Because wasn't the whole thing, like, you had to go in, like, no later than, like, July or something?
2: Yeah, no, this is it's a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> it's terrible. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Press well, ahead or stay behind? We'll,
0: we'll stay behind to help the Donner brothers. They're just going to die. Right? And they're not, and it says they're not young men, so they're not going to taste very good. Mm. So it's not like we're saving any of the good stuff for ourselves.
2: No. All the babies are going to be with the bigger party, that's true. Yeah,
0: the big baby party. <laughs>
1: Well, we've been going under the impression that if we stay behind at all, we're going to die. But True. at the same time, we want to stay with the Donner people because we want to eat people.
0: The only people staying behind are the brothers, right? Or is that everybody?
1: It's just the brothers. Okay.
2: I think press on ahead. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Press on ahead. Determined to press on over the mountains before the passes become impassable, <laughs> making them no longer passes, you join a small group that includes Patrick Breen, William Eddy, Louis Casper, Charles Stanton, Patrick Dolan, a friend of Breen's, and the two Indians, Louis and Salvador, and pushing on towards the summit. It is not to be, however. The snow begins to fall more thickly, and the pass below is impassable. You cannot go forward or backwards. You are trapped in the Sierra Nevada Mountains
1: it's until happening. the snow melts in the spring.
0: Jen's <laughs> exciting.
2: Wearily, you turn back to rejoin the women and the children. The children <laughs> Who have stopped on the edge of a frozen lake? Donner Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Donner
0: Brothers Lake in the, voice for some reason.
1: <laughs>
2: the Donner Brothers did not even make it this far Snowbound down at Alder Creek Eight miles further down the mountain They have halted there As November goes on, all the settlers begin to build cabins At Truckee Lake, the Breen and Murphy families build a cabin each While the Reeds and Graves families share a cabin Lewis Kessberg builds a strange sort of lean-to Against the Breen cabin for his wife and their children William Eddy and his family move in with the Murphys, while Charles Stanton and the two Indians move in with the Graves and the Reeds. Down at Alder Creek, the Donners build two cabins, one for the Donner family and the other for various wagon drivers and others, including Mrs. Wolfinger, who has been with the Donners since the death of her husband. In all, there are 21 people staying at the Donners' camp at Alder Creek and 60 living by Truckee Lake. For your part, you would better move into one of the two camps and make yourself comfortable. The snow won't melt until spring and the supplies are not going to last nearly that long. Mm. Which camp do you move into?
1: Truckee
0: Lake. Truckee Lake? I guess so.
1: Because more people means more chance of us surviving.
2: That's right. And
0: more chance of babies not surviving.
2: That too. Oh no, someone accidentally left the baby out in the snow Whoever could have done
1: such a terrible thing
0: (laughs) How far is Alder Creek Camp from?
2: Eight miles, I think they said Hmm.
1: Yeah, we might not survive that eight miles
2: Right, walking eight miles in Sierra Nevada snow
1: Yeah,
0: no Okay, well let's go to Truckee Lake
2: Yeah, I think Truckee Lake is where things go the worst The worst decisions are the best decisions Always Building a lean-to on the other side of the Breen cabin To the Kessbergs You make yourself as comfortable as you can with blankets Most of the settlers slaughter their remaining cattle And William Eddy takes his rifle with him most days on hunting trips Killing wolves, owls, ducks, squirrels, and even a skeletal bear I feel like this is (laughs) a Magic the Gathering monster (laughs) Skeletal bear (laughs) I killed a skeletal bear it was a 3-3 creature with trample. Oh! I apologize for that incredibly nerdy reference.
1: That was, wow.
2: Don't judge me!
1: <laughs> Only God can judge me! In bed.
2: Whoa. You know who
0: else <laughs> can judge you is Judge Nunberger.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The last nearly tearing him to pieces. Oh, he almost got eaten. The- by the Skeletal Patrick Breen entertains himself by keeping a diary. Various efforts are made to cross the mountains, but they all fail as it is impossible to battle through the snow. Finally, Franklin Graves has the idea to make snowshoes to enable people to walk on the snow, and with the help of Charles Stanton, they begin manufacturing pairs at the start of December. A slow process. Everyone is hungry and cold now, and every night you are chilled to the bone. Bayless Williams, one of the reeds wagon drivers, Williams. is particularly <laughs> suffering. <laughs> and one night he asks if he can have your blanket, promising to give you his to sleep under tomorrow night. What do you do? Let Williams have your blanket, or refuse? No, because
0: we're going to freeze to death, and there won't be a tomorrow yeah, night.
2: Yeah, nope, <laughs> No nope, <you>, nope, Williams. <laughs> die let's refuse. Okay, yeah, refuse. I think let's do that. You refuse to let Williams have your blanket, and the next morning he is found to have died in the night of cold. Perfect. Hmm. His death sends shockwaves through the camp as everyone realizes you may all die of cold if no help is fetched. By now, twenty pairs of snowshoes have been made, and no less than seven volunteers put themselves forward to attempt the perilous journey over the frozen passes to try and get help. This group consists of William, 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 Will, William, and Lemuel Murphy.
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, so there's William McCutcheon, there's William Pike, William Foster, and William Eddie. Yeah, and then someone Williams who just died,
2: and then somebody Williams who we just killed.
0: Oh, looking at the end of this, William Murphy, a ten-year-old. Who
2: is ten? Awesome. Okay, Sorry. Uh, the actual names of the group are William Eddy, Franklin Graves, Patrick Dolan, Patrick Breen's best friend, uh, Jay Fosdick, uh, Fosdick.
0: <laughs> More like Frostdick.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That's so, cool. oh.
0: so that's why oh, you've been oh. so excited.
2: William Foster, the man who accidentally shot William Pike, Donner Teamsters' Dutch Charlie Berger, I'd order that at a restaurant. And Antonio. Sarah Fosdick, J. Fosdick's wife. But she loves the Fosdick. (laughs) Sarah Foster, William Foster's wife. Mary Graves, Franklin's adult daughter. Amanda McCutcheon, William McCutcheon's wife. Harriet Pike, William Pike's widow. Lemuel Murphy, who is 12. And William Murphy, who is 10. The journey will be dangerous and extremely risky, but you can either volunteer or sit tight in the camp. I feel like we should sit tight because that's where the eating's gonna be.
0: Yeah, someone's gotta watch all those babies while, the, right. while the people go for help.
2: We have to massage their face meat every day so it's nice and <laughs> Nice tender. and tender.
0: <laughs> Start seasoning it.
2: my baby wakes up with herbs on his face <laughs> I don't know what to do
0: there are some youngsters on this group but I don't think there's enough for it to be appealing
2: I think it's going to be difficult to pick off the children yeah. unnoticed yeah.
0: <laughs> our motives are so strange
2: <laughs> yeah No, this story's getting dark alright Soon after setting off, Dutch Charlie Berger and young William Murphy return. <laughs> I want <birth>. <laughs> a Having decided they cannot keep up with the snowshoe party. Reed teamster Milt Elliott returns from a visit to Alder Creek with the terrible news that Jacob Donner, Samuel Schumacher, Joseph Reinhardt, and James Smith have all died. Goodness. Dutch Charlie, a chubby individual, is the next one. Mm, chubby. Ooh. Plenty of intermuscular fat. Mm-hmm. Weakening steadily, he dies in Louis Kesberger's lean-to soon after his return. You are all suffering now. Mm. The cold is permeating every part of you. Every moment of every day, you are hungry. And at night, the cold numbs your body. It's like being on fire and unable to put it out. One night, it is worse than ever. And you find all you want to do is give in to walk out into the howling snow and die rather than go on suffering like this. Your companions are mere skeletons of themselves and despair is etched on every face. What do you do? Venture out into the cold or continue suffering?
1: We continue suffering. This isn't much of a decision.
0: It's like, do you kill yourself or do you keep playing?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The new year brings no fresh joys with it. Those in the cabins around Truckee Lake remain cold and starving, and those at Alder Creek are a little better off. After the initial wave of six deaths, people are adjusting to the terrible conditions, but that doesn't make it any easier. That is literally what adjusting to terrible conditions means, is that it makes it easier. (laughs) I feel like we've slowly gotten more and more critical of these stories.
1: Yeah.
2: The babies and young children cry continually and is hellish for the adults. (laughs) You have heard nothing of the snowshoes party, and have no idea if any of them have made it to civilization. Things continue to worsen, and near the end of January, Louis Kessberg's infant son, also called Lewis, dies in the Murphy cabin. Hmm. Kessberg is grief-stricken, and one night he stumbles into your cabin with his dead baby in his arms, and asks you to help bury him in the snow. What do you do? Help Lewis bury his son, or try to get him to wait until morning? Presumably, leaving the child with you so you can eat the face meat.
0: <laughs> Get some sleep, Lewis. I'll bury him by myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> wait. So we can we can we can help Lewis bury his son, or we can wait until morning. Is what? Is what is the advantage of if we do it now? Do we freeze because it's cold, or what? Probably.
1: Probably. I mean, going out at night. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: seems like a rash decision.
1: Seems like a really, really dumb decision.
2: Maybe we should wait until morning.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Like the baby's not getting any deader, right?
1: Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> Such a terrible phrase.
2: <laughs> you manage to persuade Lewis to wait until morning when a group of the remaining men help bury his son. You mark where the son is buried so that you can come back later. <laughs> The death of Lois Kesberg's child is just the first of the year. John Murphy, a strapping 16-year-old, who looks after his mother and extended family of younger children, worsens steadily. His mother, Lavina Jackson, tries to revive him by placing a little piece of meat in his mouth, and John swallows it, goes to sleep with a weak, girling snore, and dies. You wasted that meat, woman! <laughs> his mother asks you for your blanket to bury the child.
1: No. 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 No!
2: F you. Why are we wasting a blanket on a dead person? Exactly.
0: That doesn't make any sense. Let's refuse to surrender our blanket.
2: Yes, let's do that. You hold on to your blanket, despite Mrs. Jackson's pleas. The deaths continue. (laughs) (laughs) This should just be called The Deaths Continue. (laughs) The next to go is Margaret Eddy, the absent William Eddy's infant daughter. She died one night in the arms of her mother, Eleanor, and her mother is inconsolable. Margaret's death means that apart from you, there are just 40 other people remaining in the camps at Truckee Lake, and less than half that at Alder Creek. Patrick Breen and Louis Kessberg want to make sure the Donner group at Alder Creek are okay, and being too weak themselves, ask you to travel down to their camp. What do you do? Hmm. I feel like traveling is a bad idea. Bad
1: idea bad plan.
2: Like, why do we care how the daughters are doing also? Uh-huh. We go down there and we're like they're shitty just like us. Useless information. <laughs> like, they discovered a butter mine full of wild hogs and they've been eating nothing but bacon and drinking bacon wine for the last 6 months and
0: they've
1: oh done my nothing. God. To... Bacon wine. Man,
0: I'm so going to eat when I when we finish uh-huh. this. <laughs> You gotta stay and put up markers or all the babies are dying.
2: That's right. We need to be able to find them later. You refuse to make the difficult journey, and a few nights later, a pair of deaths shake the camp. Harriet McCutcheon, an infant, both of whose parents have left the Donner Party, and who was being looked after by the Greys family, dies. The infant had spent most of her waking hours crying, and death must have been a release for it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eleanor
2: Eddy dies too Since her husband left with the snowshoe party She has been looked after by the Murphy family Since her daughter Margaret died She lost the will to live hmm. though, she do, though she does Leave a son, James, who is a toddler Their deaths make the mood Even more grim That night as the wind whistles around the huddled cabins You are struck by an urge to go out And find something to shoot and eat No! Seriously, every time we go out to do something, I feel like it's a terrible decision. Yeah. Alright, so are we sticking? Yes. Alright, so we're not going outside. Screw you people. The day after the double deaths, there is a number- another death.
0: <laughs> Known as Double Death Day. <laughs> double
2: Death Day. At this rate, there will be no one left by the end of the month. Leaving them all for us.
0: Wait, a minute. that's a good point, actually. So so is success in the story where everyone dies except for us and we can just
2: eat everybody? Right. I think so. We just look around at this pile of corpses and we're like, well, we're set. You win. (laughs) A teamster called Augustus Spitzer collapsed in the brain house two months ago and has been on the verge of death since. Today, he finally dies, imploring Margaret Green to put just a little meat in his mouth so he might remember the taste of it. There is none to give him and death soon follows. The Breen children are upset by his death and Patrick Breen asks you to help move the body outside. Help him move or refuse.
1: Never go outside.
0: Everything is happening. We're just refusing to help anybody with anything. <laughs>
2: right. Nope. They, they keep coming to us like we're gonna and we're like nope.
0: <laughs> nope.
2: You're on your own bitch. I'm just chilling.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got my Netflix. Got my space heater everything is cool you refuse to go outside and remain in the cabin the next day is Reed teamster Milt Elliot's last dawn lacking the strength to even get out of bed he lies muttering to himself and shaking all day before finally slipping away the girls of the Reed family some of whom were very fond of Elliot bury him in the snow that night Lavina Jackson approaches you and slips a hundred dollars into your hand I need meat so badly, oh, she whispers to you. Go and cut <laughs> Milt's hand off and the money is yours. Yes, we go and hack up Milt. Or we can give her money I, back.
1: No! But if we go, we have to go outside. No. And going outside is death. Oh,
0: but... <laughs> when a woman approaches you at night, slips you hundred bucks and says, I need meat so badly, you know what to do.
2: But we... <laughs>
1: I want your hand (laughs) But the hand is outside
0: Uh, I think we should give her money back
2: Be like I'll do it for free (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for someone to ask me that For so long (laughs) Alright should we give her money back Yeah Dang it You refuse to desecrate the dead and give Mrs. Jackson's money back to her. She returns silently to her cabin. Almost stubbornly, you continue to survive. Holding yourself together, and then, finally, a wonderful thing happens. A party of seven men, backpacks bulging with food, reach the camp at Truckee Lake. Ooh, bulging. <laughs> they have been sent from California. It seems that at least some members of the snowshoe party made it through, and now rescue missions are being mounted. While some of the settlers travel down to visit the Donner brothers, the others remain at Truckee Lake and provide what medical treatment they can. It's too late for little Catherine Pike, an infant, child in the care of her grandmother, Lavina Jackson. Unable to even cry, the child has been reduced to moaning feebly until one day it just passes away. The rescuers regather and prepare to leave. They have decided they can take 21 people with them. Weak Teamsters, Noah James and John Denton. Women, Margaret Reed, Philippe Kessberg, Doris Fulfinger, and Eliza Williams, and 15 children. The remaining men, George Donner, Patrick Breen, Louis Kessberg, and Donner wagon driver Jean Trudeau, have chosen to stay so that the women and children can leave in safety. More help is on its way to rescue them, but if you truly insist, you will be allowed to accompany the first relief down. What do you do? Demand that the rescuers take you to wait for mm. more help.
1: Okay. I think if we want to eat people, we gotta stay. I
2: think you're right.
0: Yeah. Because the, the people leaving have lots more children, but they're pretty much not going to be eating each other.
1: Yeah.
0: No.
2: So. Yeah. I feel like fresh rescuers from California are going to be less susceptible to, hey, maybe we should eat somebody.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Alright, we'll wait valiantly Giving our spot yeah. Potential spot up to a child Saving that child's life Nobly Waiting for an adult to die So that we can eat them <laughs> <laughs> You were considered healthy enough To remain behind along with Louis Kessberg, Patrick Breen Elizabeth Graves, Lavina Jackson And a multitude of 15 children Oh, they let's have some oh children.
0: we Good. have children too Awesome
2: The first relief leaves some food, which does help see you all through to the end of February without any more deaths. Though some alarming things do occur. Mrs. Jackson tells you and Breen that she is considering digging up Milt Elliott and eating him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought they just said we had enough food.
1: Well, I mean, you know. Sometimes you need a little bit more. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. You have heard that George Donner said a few days ago he intends to eat the dead if no more help arrives soon. On the bright side, an Indian randomly wanders into the camp, gives out a few edible roots before walking off.
0: You guys will go high.
2: I feel like that's exactly what that is. <laughs> a comforting sign that the snow is indeed melting and the passes are becoming passable. This is confirmed when a second party of rescuers, led by James Reed and William McCutcheon, Arrive at the cabins on the first day of March Reuniting Reed with two of his children You learn that they met the first relief Going down the mountain By which point two of those rescued John Denton and Ada Kesberg, Had already died Now the rescuers gathered together Seventeen of the most ill-looking survivors Including Patrick Breen From both Truckee Lake and Alder Creek Leaving a few men behind To look after the thirteen being left behind That's a lot of behinds
0: Yeah Ah. Mm-hmm. I like a little behind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah.
2: What do you do? Insist on leaving with second relief. Stay with those that are left.
0: Stay.
1: Staying. Stay.
2: After the second relief leaves, you are left at Truckee Lake with Lewis Kessberg, Lavina Jackson, her son Simon, Jeremiah Foster, an infant whose parents left with the snowshoe party, and James. N- <laughs> What parents just leave an infant with the strangers? House,
0: yeah, Jesus. cannibal and, strangers,
2: right? Yeah, haven't you seen us licking our lips at the child's face meat? And- <laughs>
0: like months before, even even like comes to cannibalism, Eric <laughs> is just like licking his lips whenever he sees those <laughs> children.
2: You were occasionally visited by Nicholas Clark. A rescuer left behind to help, but there is little he can do as you have no food and are starving. One night, Kesberg takes the foster child to his lean-to for the night, wrapped in blankets, but by the next morning he is dead. Hysterical Mrs. Jackson accuses Kesberg of murdering the infant. The Eddie infant dies soon after, too, and both babies are cut up and eaten by Kesberg and the others. Oh, okay. Baby, no. Like, we've been leading up to
0: it for so long, and I was like, yep, they, they just cut up these babies and ate them.
2: Yep, what do you do? Refuse to eat human flesh? Eat the meat. Eat the meat. Eat, eat the meat. meat. <laughs> All right. Reluctantly, you eat the flesh, which ensures your survival. The deaths of the infants mean there are just the four of you left in Truckee Lake when a third rescue party, led by William Eddy and William Foster, arrives. As you have recently eaten both of their children, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the meeting is more violent than is necessary. <laughs> awkward. Oh, that is awkward. <laughs> in wow. fact, Eddie threatens to kill Louis Kessberg if he ever meets him again in California. The two men calm down sufficiently to agree to take Levina Jackson's young son Simon with them back to safety before going down to visit the Donner's. They return with George Donner's three daughters, Eliza, Georgia, and Frances, the teamster, Jean Baptiste, and the rescuer, Nicholas Clark, and prepare to leave. To get Eddie and Foster to agree to take you to California, you will have to beg them or stay and wait for more help. Do we beg or stay?
1: We could stay, but I have a feeling that this Casper guy might start murdering.
0: Mm, good point.
2: Mm, I mean, that would be kind of exciting
0: Not if we murder first
2: That's right, we might get the option We do have a pistol This could turn into a cannibal showdown
0: I think that we need to end our episode With a cannibal showdown And not with begging
1: people to save us Alright, let's stay Alright, we're staying We're staying
2: I wonder what these rescuers are thinking. Like they're wow. like, we have food. We'll take you to California. You don't have to be in the horrible snowy.
1: Yeah, but we just passes. ate their babies. And we're just like, uh... but we just ate their babies. <laughs> they probably don't want us to go with them. No,
2: that's probably yeah. true. That's probably. I don't know why you'd greet them with, "Hey, we ate your babies." Like, well, they're gonna be like, "Hey, where's
0: be our like, babies?
1: where's our babies?" We, I mean,
2: you know, threw them in the river.
0: Oh, okay, that's better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When the last relief party leaves, you are left with Lewis Kesberg and Levina Jackson. And the latter is not good. Recently, she has been hysterical, laughing and weeping. But when the rescuers leave with her last child, she lays in her bed, lies down, and faces the wall. She moves little for the next few days. And though you and Kesberg try to keep her alive, there is nothing you can do. She dies one night, and Kessberg cuts her up and begins to eat her. Refuse to eat any more flesh, or eat Mrs. Jackson as well.
0: Well, we, we stayed here for one
2: reason.
1: Yes. To eat people. To eat people.
2: We eat Mrs. Jackson. Late that night, you returned from a futile hunting trip to the cabins at Truckee Lake to find Louis Kessberg and Tasmine Donner there.
1: Who the hell is Tasmine Donner? Right. The, other survive- Donner.
2: <laughs> the other survivors have died Tasmin is talking wildly about sitting off across the mountains And is determined to see her children She is freezing and her skin is cold to the touch You and Kesberg make her as comfortable as you can But she dies in the night You strip her body of flesh and eat it as best you can With just the two of you left now there seems a question of who will die first. You seriously consider murdering Kessberg for food. What do you do?
0: Cannibal showdown.
2: Get your pistol and <laughs> shoot Kessberg or resist the temptation. Nope, we shoot him.
0: This is one temptation we will not resist.
2: That's right. The only way All to right. get rid of temptation is to give into it, right? You go to your cabin to get your weapon, but Kessberg guesses your intention. Fetching his own weapon first, he shoots you through the Fuck. chest as you approach him. He
1: oh, finishes Garrett.
2: you off with his second shot, bringing an end to your suffering. You do not survive the journey to California.
0: So what if we resist?
2: Uh, I don't know.
0: Or is, like, just being eaten the only way to end this?
2: Are
1: we doing a do-over?
0: I don't know. We could just leave it this way.
2: I'm not necessarily unhappy with that ending, like... That's true. I mean, we could... See what happens if we resist the temptation and just go back and read it. Like we should be near the end of the story, right? Like it should we be just a couple to be more near minutes. The end. You want to? You want to read our alternate ending?
1: Okay.
0: Okay.
2: Sure. Okay. We resist the temptation. The snow is melting all around you, and birds are beginning to fly overhead, and spring takes hold of the mountains. But all of that brings you little comfort. What does bring you comfort is you and Kesper traveling out to the camp at Alder Creek and looting the cabins there of money and supplies, especially tobacco. You find some remains of human flesh there and split open George Donner's head so that you can eat his brains. Yes! Those you have learnt being the tastiest part of the human body. <laughs>
0: Even tastier than
2: baby faces.
1: I think this was way worth not getting shot. We're eating brains.
2: I cannot believe the murder, the only other living human being within, like, 20 miles is the sort of less gruesome option. (laughs) Soon after, you are startled when a group of men, including William Foster, arrive at the cabins. They are horrified (laughs) to see the body parts that are scattered around the camp. And it doesn't help that Foster doesn't like you two anyway for eating his child. <laughs> <laughs> and he accuses you of stealing for the Donners, which in a way is true. The Pottery are good enough to help you down the valley to Johnson's Ranch, the first outpost in California. There is virtually no snow on the trail, and the journey takes just five days.
0: <laughs> oh, damn.
1: Wow.
2: Along the way, Kessberg discovers the corpse of his daughter, Ada, in the snow. Up until that moment, he had not known she was dead. And so to California Shit Fosters fourth relief Discovers Lewis Kessberg still alive And that last survivor of the Donner Party Is brought out of the mountains And into California Altogether, of the 90 members of the Donner Party Including you, 43 died Including infants Jonathan and Elizabeth Graves Who died that summer from their sufferings In the mountains Of those that survive, some like Lewis Kessberg Are branded as cannibals and murderers (laughs) You are lucky to survive this truly terrible experience, a story that will go down in American history as a tale of cannibalism and death in the Sierra Mountains. You have survived the Daughter Party's journey to California.
0: Woo! Yay! (laughs) I love it. We lived by eating people.
2: Which is what we wanted! Yum yum. And I never
0: thought I would be saying that, but, you know, we have magical moments on this show. Mm-hmm. If you want to have magical moments on, not I guess not in the show, but just in your life, you can play the Donner Party, an edutainment game by Will Eleven on ChooseYourStory.com. If you want to suggest new stories that we can play in future episodes that don't involve eating people, tell us on our Facebook page at facebookcom podcast Or if you don't want to talk to us at all, you just feel like listening. To our future episodes you can subscribe to us on itunes go to the podcast section of itunes search for go your own way and once you see us there click on subscribe and then our episodes will just find their way into your hearts and into your itunes library <laughs> so tune in next time for more go your own way adventures and we probably won't be eating people again anytime soon um so what's I wonder, I wonder if this is something we should start doing. I think at the end of every episode, I think we should all go around and say one thing we learned from this story. I learned uh, that brains taste the best, apparently.
1: I learned to never go outside. <laughs>
2: I already knew that.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, I learned to never help people.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, listen to us next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture
2: news, visit overmental.com. Thanks for listening.